Amen. And amen. Good morning and welcome. You can be seated. So glad you're here. So glad those of you that are joining us online are joining us online. So welcome. Um, in lieu of a missions and prayer update, and in the interest of time, I'm just going to refer you to our Tuesday night prayer meeting video, which we provided a link to. It's not just on the website, it's also on YouTube in its entirety. Uh, so we'll just direct you there. And I just want to get right to it, a lot to get to today. So hope you don't mind. This is our Prophecy Update first service. We've been doing this for many, many years, weekly. And now second service is actually the sermon. It's a verse by verse study through God's Word. We're currently in the book of Jude, the voluminous book of Jude. And we're going to do three verses today. I know, I know. <laughs> we did two verses last week, so we're making progress. We're not in a hurry, but three verses today. And what we're going to do is look at an extremely important matter concerning how trying to discredit others can discredit you. So that'll be live stream at 11.15 a.m. Hawaii time for those of you online. And also by way of a reminder for those of you online, you might want to go directly to the website at jdfarag.org because there you will find the uncensored and uninterrupted entirety of today's update. Only the first part is live streamed on those platforms. And today uh, we're actually going to uh, end the live stream just a little bit earlier than uh, we usually do. So let's get to it. Last week's prophecy update was about why Judgment Day is coming. And this week's update is about how Judgment Day is coming. And here's why. The field of biotechnology is advancing at such unprecedented speeds that we can now see how it all fits in with Bible prophecy. And by that I mean the biotechnology of today is even now beginning to fulfill specific prophecies in the Bible concerning these very last days, nay, this very last hour which we are in. Now, it is so important to understand that the swiftness with which biotechnology is advancing would quickly exceed that which is described in Bible prophecy. In other words, the biotechnology, biotechnology that's described is here now. And as such would go beyond what we're told in Bible prophecy were the end, not now, which is why one of many reasons why the end is now. This is the end. It's not the end is here. I mean near. <laughs> Rough week. You have no idea. I totally botched it. I was doing so well, too. Can I get a do-over? <laughs> You're so gracious to give me a do-over. 
It's not the end is near, the end is here. And that is not hyperbole, that is literally. And on the authority of God's Word and the prophecy in God's Word, we can conclude with a certainty that this is the end. And in the area of technology and biotechnology, we have that evidence. And I'm going to be using that word again, so get used to it. (laughs) I want to start with four passages of Scripture. There are others, but I selected these four that speak to the role of last day's technology and how it will now play into and bring about God's day of judgment. If you hear nothing that I say today, hear this. God's judgment day is coming sooner than anyone can possibly even begin to imagine. That's the truth. If you hear nothing else, hear that. Judgment is coming. And it's going to be very soon. All right, let's start with Genesis 6-5. I want to read this verse first, and then I want to go back and kind of expound on it. So this is the verse, uh, familiar to most, where we're told that God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. There's a lot there. So let's kind of roll up our arm sleeves and sort through it. Let's take this word imagination, image, imagination, the imagination of the mind. It carries with it, in the original language of the Hebrew Old Testament, this idea of creation, formation, inclination, and even scheme. So let's, if you don't mind, insert alongside the word imagination, because it's going to change the whole complexion of this prophecy in God's Word, every creation of the thoughts of his heart. Every formation, inclination, scheme of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. In other words, they had this creativity, this imagination, this ability, and they used it not for good, but for evil, and not just for evil, but only evil, and not just only evil, but continually evil. Let's talk about this word in the original for designs, or the thoughts of his heart, the the designs, the devices, the inventions, the intentions of his heart, motivations. In other words, what motivated the creativity and this imagination an inclination was a evil intention, malicious intentions. Can I say satanic intentions? This is um, 
Well, this is probably as good of a time as any to just kind of, I guess, get this out of the way. But AI, artificial intelligence, we'll be talking about that in a moment. I know I've shared this before, and please, I mean, be a Berean and search the scriptures for yourself, and don't just take my word for it. But you can make the case from scripture that what we refer to as AI, artificial intelligence, is actually satanic intelligence that has been imparted to man in exchange for the soul of man. Because what's not really well known about artificial intelligence is that it's the lie, the lie, that you can live forever. You shall surely not die. You just need AI. <laughs> Lie. I'm doing pretty good there, right? That was good. I thought it was. You get the point, right? So here's the lie. Nothing changed. We, we describe it as having just new wrapping paper on it. Same old lie, new wrapping paper. It's been repackaged. And so Satan now has repackaged the old lie from the garden when he lied to and deceived Eve that she could live forever, that her eyes would be open. And this is the lie of AI. We did a whole update devoted to the AI lie. In fact, that was the title of it. Very clever, I might add, the AI lie. The lie is from the father of lies, that you don't need God, and you'll have open your eyes, and you will live forever. You shall surely not die. So these people are demon-possessed at best, they're not human at worst. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But they bought the lie that they can live forever vis-a-vis -vis AI. So they will have this eternal life like God, that they will be gods. <laughs> I could list the names. I won't. We're actually going to talk about a couple of them today. I mean, these guys are actually, they fancy themselves as being gods. Why do they fancy themselves as being gods? Because that's what Satan lied to them and told them. They would be just like he lied to Eve and said, you will be like God and you will live forever. You shall surely not die. And that's the lie. This is Satan, because man could have never come up with this. Satan is a very intelligent being. He's not all-knowing, but He's very intelligent, and he has, if you will, downloaded this intelligence to mankind, certain man, men, in exchange for their souls. He just wants their souls. So he promises them this. It's a lie. It's a deception. And they buy the lie. And that's why we have AI. Did I lose you on that, or are we OK so far? So, so far, so good? Okay, let's move on then. Uh, this is Luke 17, 26. We uh, kind of did a deep dive on this last week. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. Did you catch that? So we have this description in, in the previous verse in Genesis that described for us what it was like in the days of Noah. Evil. 
inventions. These guys in Noah's day would get up in the morning and figure out new ways to invent evil continually, day in and day out. That's what it was like in that day, and that's what it will be like in our day. What day? The days of the coming of the Son of Man. Are you able to connect that together? Daniel 12, verse 4. Now, this is an interesting verse. Uh, just kind of hang in there with me. Let me read it first. This is at the end of the prophecy that Daniel was given, the, the visions. And God says, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Now stop right there. The inference being that the book will remain closed until the time of the end, at which time you're going to open that baby back up. Are we okay so far? All right. So it's sealed until the time of the end. Now, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Now, many have taken this to mean that knowledge increasing is synonymous with the increase of technology, the advances in technology being sort of the marker, as it were, of the time of the end when the book is unsealed and opened up. I think it's more than that. I think it, in its context, really has better understood this meaning of discerning and understanding of the knowledge of Bible prophecy would increase. It just fits better. And by extension, the understanding or the knowledge of Bible prophecy and the increased technology, biotechnology at the time of the end, because that's woven into the fabric of Bible prophecy. So let's just, this word knowledge, can I do the same thing we did with Genesis? It carries with it the idea of concerning, discerning, understanding truth. Now let's reread this verse. In other words, at the time of the end, when this is opened back up, sealed heretofore, the knowledge of the truth shall increase. The knowledge of God's Word shall increase. The knowledge of Bible prophecy shall increase. That just fits better within the context of Daniel chapter 12, because he's to seal up the book of the prophecy about the time of the end, until it's time at the end, at which time it's opened back up, and now we have a better understanding. Because not only has it been opened back up, but now it's the time of the end. And so it starts to fit now. The truth, the truth of God's Word of truth, the prophecies in the Word of God. Now let's go to Revelation chapter 13. Again, very familiar passage. 
I only want to take verses 15 and 16. I think you'll see why here in a moment. I won't go on through to verse 18. It's, you all know it, it's about the mark of the beast, the number of a man, and of course the calculation, which is an interesting detail, by the way, I think often missed in that prophecy, well-known prophecy, is let him who has wisdom calculate. In other words, there's some calculation involved in arriving at the correct number of the name of the beast. And the number is the 666. I don't want to take it to that point for purposes of our prophecy update today, but I do want to draw your attention particularly to verse 15. Listen to this. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. That's just verse 15. We'll get to verse 16 in a moment, but I think I'd be grossly remiss if I didn't um, expound on just this verse, because would you agree that this would imply that there has to be some I mean, fantastic technology involved here, right? Because this prophecy says that there's going to be this image, the images of the beast, and it's going to be given the breath of life. So now this image, an inanimate object, an image is going to be brought to life. That's pretty advanced. And that's not all. Not only will this image be brought to life, but this image will speak. It speaks. I, I, I'm, I, I don't want to stick around after that. It's kind of like, I mean, how freaky is that? And then that's not all. I hope that doesn't sound like an infomercial. But not only does this image come to life given breath, and this image can speak, but this image will have the power to kill. <laughs> then verse 16, in its context, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, that covers everybody to receive a mark, hang on, on their right hand or on their foreheads, depending on which translation you have. I think we probably need to clear this up, just get it out of the way. It's going to be germane to our understanding of what I have for you today. There's a debate, unnecessarily so, about on or in. How about both? I mean, I think we do err greatly when we limit ourselves to this notion of either or. God is not in the either or. God is in all of the above. Why can't it be on and then subsequently in? Because that's what it is. It will initially be a mark which in the original Greek language of the New Testament is the Greek word Karagma. Doesn't that help? Do you know what karagma means? 
It's a stamp, tattoo, etching, imprint, stake, palisade, sharp needle. That's a, that's a, in, in just one word, <laughs> that's what that word means. So that is going to be on and get in to the human body by way of either the forehand or the forehead. Why the forehand and the forehead? Because not everybody has a forehand. I'll just give you a moment on that one. But <laughs> I'm really going to need to give you a moment on this one. Everybody has to have a forehead. That's all the time you're getting on that one. You got it? So if you've got prosthetics, you're like, yep, I can't take it. No, we'll put it in your forehead. Oh, yeah, I guess I got to have one of those. So that's the why behind the what of this mark. <laughs> and that's where we have to now end the live stream because of the nature of what I have to present from this point on. So uh, hopefully you're already there. If not, we'll redirect you to jdfrog.org. Bye. Okay. That's mean, I know. If you kindly allow me to, I'd like to present evidence of how the biotechnology of today is beginning the fulfilling of Bible prophecy, which is ultimately and finally fulfilled in the seven-year tribulation. I hope you uh, understood what I just said. It's like Jesus said, when you see these things, keyword, begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. In other words, when you see things that you know, according to Bible prophecy, will ultimately be fulfilled in and during the seven year tribulation already beginning to come to pass now, ha! don't buy green bananas. That's not in the original. That's in the JDV actually. In other words, you're almost out of here because it's already starting to happen now, that which will be fulfilled in the seven year tribulation. How close are we if everything is already ready? I did better last week. It's ready already. I still didn't do very good. Now, how? Answer. Let's get the eye roll out of the way. By way of COVID-19. And more specifically, centered around the so-called vaccine, both in its present form, and more importantly, and might I add prophetically, in its tribulation form. Please make that distinction. I'm making a delineation between the current so-called vaccine and what I'm going to affectionately refer to as the tribulation form. That's very different. That's in the tribulation. Okay, so 
Pastor, are you saying that right now we're seeing already this technology in place so that they can hit the ground running when the time comes in the seven year tribulation, which we're on the cusp of. And oh, by the way, probably should clear this up too. And I want to be as loving and humble as I possibly can when I say this. Please, 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 I implore you, I beseech you, do not believe anyone who says we're already in the seven year tribulation. That is categorically, biblically false, period. Believe you me, I want to put a comma and keep going. I won't, period. That's false. We're not in the seven year tribulation. I mean, the, the, now in all fairness, the people who promote that or say that or believe that, I guess in all fairness, it seems like that. It seems like we're already in the seven year tribulation because of the close proximity of everything that's in the seven year tribulation already happening now. I mean, the closer you get to something, the more it feels like you're already in it. You're not in it yet. You're just very close to it. That was the best I got, so I hope you got it. So we're not in the seven year tribulation. That's why I'm making the delineation between the so-called vaccine in its present form and its tribulation form. Stay with me. Let's start with the breaking news on Tuesday. You heard about this? How could you not? I don't even watch the news and I heard about it. January 30th, it was announced that Elon Musk, he's one of them, by the way, Christian, he's not your friend. Oh, Elon Musk going to buy Twitter. Yay. No. No, but he's the good guy. No, he's not. I don't even think he's human anymore. Okay, we just lost, I don't know how many people, <laughs> you know, click. There he goes again. Whatever. If you're still with us, God bless you. It gets better. So it was announced that Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip was inserted in the first human. Couple of quotes. Elon Musk's fans, fans, have been left terrified proclaiming a cyborg is born. Hmm. A savior is born. A cyborg is born. What a coincidence. A cyborg is born after Musk confirmed that the first human has received an implant from his brain chip startup Neuralink. The Tesla billionaire wrote on X, formerly known as Twitter, that the implant was carried out and the patient is recovering well. Why does he have to recover at all? What would you do to him? Oh, we put a computer in him. A machine. We created a cyborg, but he's doing well. He's recovering well. He added, this is Musk. Initial results show promising neuron spike detection. Are you going to get technical now, Pastor JD? No, listen, listen very carefully. Use your God-given intellect on this, okay, please. 
spikes are activity by neurons which are described by the NIH, National Institute of Health, as cells that use electrical and chemical signals to send information around the brain and to the body. Neuralink's goal, listen, is to allow a person to interact with a computer just by using their thoughts and vice versa. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> That's not okay. I mean, you're telling me you're going to put a computer chip in my brain that's going to interact with me and I'm also going to interact with it? Does that mean that it has computer code and commands that it is coded into it? So it's going to interact with me and the command line. Some of you computer geeks know what I'm talking about. You know the command line? And you issue the command and then the computer obeys the command. Hmm. Hmm. Mr. Musk said the brain chip will <laughs> enable control, enable control, of your phone or computer and through them almost any device just by thinking. <laughs> Neuralink was given permission to test the chip on humans by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration last year. That's the FDA. They're not your friend either, by the way, nor is the NIH or any of those three-letter acronyms representing agencies. Now, let's add to this a report from neurosciencenews.com. This was on Thursday, February 1st, about a revolutionary 3D printed brain tissue that mimics human function. Quick quote, it's under the heading of key facts. And I want you to, again, listen very carefully and use your God-given intellect. And don't let the enemy let your mind wander and think about what you're going to eat today, OK? Especially if you're hungry, which you weren't before I said that. Now you are. Sorry. Listen very carefully. The 3D printed brain tissue can form networks and communicate through neurotransmitters similar to human brain interactions. Do you know about the neuroplasticity of the brain? And it forms these paths, these communication networks. You've got the neurotransmitter, and then you've got the receiver on the other end. So the neurotransmitter in the brain is firing off and transmitting, transmitter, whatever the information that it needs to communicate to the receptor in the brain. And they're going to replicate this and mimic this and print this on a 3D printer and put it in your brain? That's OK. I'm good. I'm good. I'm gone, so you can't anyway. Enter Bill Gates. The Gates Foundation. 
and their funding of a patch-style vaccine technology, I'm quoting, delivering the so-called, quote, vaccine via dissolvable, quote, micro-needles attached to the skin, which will be the delivery mechanism. So let's go back to Karagma. It's a, a stamp. It's a palisade needle. I've shown you photos of this from Georgia Tech last year, I think even the year before. It looks like a Band-Aid. And you put it on your forehand. I have a picture of a woman putting it on her forehand, and then it's the delivery mechanism to get whatever is on that thing in you. That's where the on and in comes into play. Microneedles, palisades, these sharp, and I, I had a close-up photo. I, I'm not doing it today because, well, quite frankly, I don't have time. And actually, don't look at your watches, but I'm running out of time, so we're going to move on. Now, this is only for those who, how do I say this again without coming off? You know, I'm learning, I'm trying to learn that it's not so much what you say, it's how you say what you say. So I say this again, humbly in love. If you have ears to hear, and you're interested in knowing this, then we have a link to a two-page downloadable PDF file that explains it all. That not only explains it, but it illustrates it. It illustrates how, here's the how, this so-called vaccine biotechnology actually works. Spoiler alert, it can and ultimately will in the tribulation form modify human DNA during the tribulation. Oh, come on, Pastor J.D. So wait a minute. So I had to get the injection to keep my job. And so I acquiesced. I caved in. Am I still saved? Yes, you're still saved. Have I taken the mark of the beast? Absolutely not. I want to talk about that more in a moment. No. If you're saved, you, you can't be unsaved. If you're born again, this is how logical, I guess I should say illogical and absurd that is. If you're born again, you can't be unborn again. Just like when our children are born, you can't unborn them. I guess you can unalive them nowadays. Have you heard about this term we talked about? I, I still can't get over that. What a horrible word, unalived, unalived. My wife and I were talking about that the other day, unalived. Don't get me started on that. I don't have time, remember? So, okay, Pastor, you're, you're really doing it again. You're, there you go again. So, man, why can't you just like get over it and move on? No, I'm not going to move on. Build a bridge and get over it. I can't build a bridge and get over it, because this is the truth. And this two-page PDF file, I owe a debt of gratitude to whoever put it together, because it's really well done. I would really encourage you to not only download it and read it, but research the numerous and voluminous, and I mean numerous and voluminous, source links which you can actually, on the PDF file, 
you can select and you're going to get a plethora of original source documents documenting with irrefutable evidence concerning this so-called DNA modifying tribulation form vaccine. Are we still okay? Do you want to, we can bow our heads, close our eyes if you want to leave. Okay. Like you're going to leave after I said that, right? All right. Now, <sighs> where are you going with this? I'm glad you asked. In the seven year tribulation, the evidence points to people having a Musk-like hardware computer chip implanted in them and or a Gates-like software technology installed on them. Do you remember a couple years ago, maybe it was uh, more, it's all a blur. <laughs> you know, it's been four years now, right? Oh my, how time flies at the time of the end. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember when it was. It was a while back. I did a prophecy update, and I, and I took a screenshot, which they've since taken down, of the Moderna website, and quoting Moderna, by the way, Moderna modify RNA, the software of life. It's an operating system. And who better than Bill Gates, Mr. Microsoft software himself? Effects at it. <laughs> so perfect, a, a marriage made in hell. You got the hardware and the software. And this is the prophesied biotechnology that will make the human transhuman, or if you prefer, a cyborg. Merging man with machine is the sole goal of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, aka the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or as one aptly stated, the Fourth Reich. Don't look at me like that. Hang on to that. We're going to come back to that, whether you like it or not. I think I've got your attention now, right? Not that I didn't before. But here are some additional sources that I hope you will avail yourself of. I truly believe they'll be very helpful in connecting these rather large prophetic dots concerning how all of this plays into what was foretold in Bible prophecy. Here's another downloadable PDF file. This one bearing the title, Building and Securing Digital Public Infrastructure, DPI. If you haven't already heard about DPI, you will. Just, I mean, think about what a digital public infrastructure is. 
I know this is going to be deeply profound. It's an infrastructure that is digital for the public. Let me try again. It's a digital infrastructure for the public to operate within. You know what the subtitle of this PDF file is? A playbook, playbook for local and regional governments. Can I just say script? Script. What's this digital public infrastructure? Well, I want to draw your attention to another source. It's called 50 and 5, and it's how the United Nations, of course, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, in partnership with the Rockefeller Foundation, are expediting the digital public infrastructure. And this initiative was launched in 2023 to, again, expedite, their words, expedite, because this thing is moving very fast, to expedite the implementing of this DPI for, quote, a digital ID, bio-digital ID, digital payments, and data for 50 countries in five years. By the way, parenthetically, can I just ask, this is rhetorical, how much more often is it that when you go to pay for something, you no need swipe anymore. You no need swipe, you just tap. Boop. I just pulled my card out of my little wallet. And I mean, no sooner did I get it out, it's like I almost didn't need to take it out of my wallet. I shouldn't probably, should. here's my social security number. And, <laughs> so I'm very security of, uh, conscious, but uh, I mean, I, I basically I get it out. Boop. Whoa, you're good. You're good to go, sir. I am. What just happened? I felt so violated. It's like we just, we just scanned it. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I, never mind. And then sometimes if the Lord presents the opportunity, I'll, seize the opportunity. And that poor person behind the checkout counter is going to get a Bible prophecy update right there on the spot. Now, before you get weird on me, I, it's usually, it's very gracious, because I'm such a gracious man. <laughs> but it's usually along the lines of, by the way, this is uh, the technology of the day. And the Bible says that soon, one day, I'm not even going to need my card. I'm just going to use my forehand. Oh, that's right. I'm already in Whole Foods. You guys already do that. Did I take it too far? I don't think so. So this was implemented in 2023, and they stated 50 countries in five years. That means that this DPI would be in place and possibly even be enforced by 2028. Now, here we are. It might sound like four years away, but it sounds more to me like three and a half. Just saying. Now, why do I mention this? Because India has already created a DPI, which they're boasting about. 
And it's, I'm going to use the word again, it's evidenced by this video in which the speaker states, and I quote, and again, please listen very carefully, because this ties in together all of this biotechnology with a tribulation form so-called vaccine. Please listen. So, quoting, fundamentally it's become part of the fabric of India's digital economy. When the vaccination had to happen, the government built the COVID platform, which allowed India to have 2.5 billion with a B vaccination in two years. What? Two point, how many billions of people are on the earth now estimated? Eight plus 2.5 billion? What's the percentage of the population of Earth? And they were vaccinated in two years by way of this infrastructure digitally for the public? Yes. Quoting, you could go anywhere in the country, get a vaccination, and you got a vaccination certificate in real time. It's all digital. And you could show it anywhere. You won't need that anymore. By the way, the phone you have on you, and I know you have it on you, because I have it on me, it's not going to be on you, it's going to be in you, in you. So in real time, you could show it anywhere you went in India or abroad. And the data from this enabled real time observability of how things were going. Aww. You care about how things are going for me. No, we don't. We care about where you're going. We want the observability of where you're going and where you should be going, or perhaps where you should not be going, because we know. Why do you know? Because we've built this infrastructure digitally, publicly, so that we can observe you. <laughs> I might as well just to lighten it up because you're looking at me kind of intense right now. Um, you know, it's probably a foregone conclusion that, you know, they, which is why some people, that's okay if you do this. Again, you're still saved. They, you tape up your cameras. That's okay. Uh, I don't have tape on mine. So, I, I know that there's making certain connections, and I, my son has done uh, an amazing job of kind of making this bulletproof. <laughs> I've seen people get stuff on their phones. I will never get on my phone because my son made it bulletproof. But I still every once in a while think, they're listening. Oh, yeah. You know, not that I'm hearing them breathing or coughing or burping in the, you know, but I know they're listening. So you know what I do? I just say, Jesus died for you, and you need Jesus. For <laughs> What a witnessing opportunity. Could you imagine? Wouldn't it be, how cool would that be? You're in heaven, and some guy comes up to you and says, man, I was working for the NSA that day. <laughs> okay, let's, let's get back to the observability, observability. <laughs> we just want to know how things are going. Oh, that's so kind of you. 
So, still quoting, digital technology and DPI has been fundamental to the fabric of India's development and the many other applications. It's already here. It's already in place. It's already being used. Here's another source. This is from none other than the World Economic Forum, and it's titled Identity in a Digital World. Subtitle, wait for it, a new chapter in the social contract. Can you say social credit score? Of particular note is the month and the year that this was published. You probably can't see it on the screen. It's September 2018, fully two years before COVID. Things that make you go, hmm. Okay. Now, let me explain why what I've just presented is the answer to why God's Day of Judgment is coming and how God's Day of Judgment is coming. First, in the seven-year tribulation, the human will no longer be human nor redeemable as a human because of the fatal and eternal decision on the part of the human to accept this. Now I say this this way because nobody's going to unwittingly take the mark. It's going to be a conscious decision. Because when you accept the mark of the beast, you're making a decision to worship the image of the beast. I guess maybe better said, you can't accidentally get the mark. You're like, oh no! <sighs> no, this is going to be a conscious decision. Can I just refer you to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? 60 cubits by 6 cubits, the image that they were to bow down to. And they made the decision not to bow down to the image and worship the image when six instruments were played. 666, a type of the tribulation and the image of the beast and the worship of the beast and the mark of the beast. They made the decision even though it meant their death by fire in a seven times hotter fiery furnace, seven, a picture of a type of pointing to the prophecy about the seven year tribulation. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are a type of Israel. They go into the seven and are saved in the middle of the seven, because in that fiery seven times hotter furnace is none other than Jesus Christ. A pre-Bethlehem appearance of Jesus Christ saves them, their true Messiah, in the middle of the seven year tribulation, when the Antichrist, the false Messiah, commits the abomination that causes desolation and desecrates the temple at the three and a half year mark, right smack in the middle of the seven. Daniel 9, 27, 2 Thessalonians 2. And so Israel realized this is not our Messiah. 
this is the false Messiah, then they're going to flee. Matthew 24, to the places prepared for them. Revelation chapter 12, where for a time and a time and half a time, that's three and a half years, the last three and a half years, God is going to protect Israel, his people, from the Antichrist. I don't know why I went that far into this, but let's try to bring it back. So I, I guess before I move any further, please understand that anyone who takes the mark will do so because they made the decision to do so. It was a conscious decision to accept this, and it was a faithful and eternal decision. Now, let's come back to this comment regarding the Fourth Industrial Revolution being the Fourth Reich. <laughs> Pastor, I know you had a long week, but isn't that a stretch? No, it's not. It actually comports with Scripture. And if you'll hang in there with me, I'll explain how. One need look no further than to Israel. God's prophetic clock. Israel is the hour hand. Jerusalem, the minute hand, the temple mount, the second hand. You want to know what time it is on God's prophetic clock? Look at Israel. Look at Jerusalem. Look at the temple mount. You'll get it down to the second. It's late, very late. I know they have a doomsday clock. You know about this? I don't know, what is it, like a millisecond before midnight? And rightfully so. Well, God's got His own pro prophetic clock. I think it's even closer. Bible prophecy is centered on and in Israel and the Jewish people. Actually, that's the purpose of the tribulation, is for the salvation of the Jewish nation, not the church. We're already saved. Oh, but we have to prove ourselves. That's works. Nice try. I mean, besides, I'm, we are the bride of Christ. What? The bridegroom's going to let us get all bus up before the wedding? No. That, that's impossible. No, the bride is, as a thief in the night, abducted, caught away, taken away by the bridegroom, at the sound of the trumpet by the best man, and taken to the place, the bridal chamber, that the bridegroom prepared for her in his father's house. If it were not so, he would not have said so. So the seven years is the time of Jacob's trouble. And it's all focused on, centered on Israel and the Jewish people. Now, let's take this further. This is why Israel's the target, always has been. And this is why Israel is the, I, I guess, ground zero, if I can say it like that, for this satanic biotechnology. Why? To eliminate and exterminate the Jewish people. Whoa, JD, come on. I know that's a big and bold statement. But again, if you'll just hear me out, I want to share with you an article that was emailed to me a couple weeks ago. It's written by a brother in Christ who I've had the privilege of uh, communicating with. He's an online member and he lives in Israel. 
And he did ask me, and I will respect it, to keep his identity anonymous. So I want to read for you, and we have the link to this, excerpts. It's an eight-page downloadable PDF file, and it bears the title, The Body of the Messiah in the Land of Israel Following COVID-19. Where are we headed? Quoting. Oh, actually, first he prefaces, actually, this is a quote. He prefaces it by saying, this article was originally written in Hebrew in late 2022. Additionally, I'm still quoting him, events in the latter half of 2023 indicate that this article's message is still relevant, including advances towards peace with Saudi Arabia, which oddly has been linked with a bilateral focus on the role of AI, artificial intelligence, alongside the proposed installation of facial recognition technology throughout the local public domain. Furthermore, the war raging since the October 7th attacks will most likely lead to drastic changes in Israeli society, including the distinct possibility that comprehensive tracking of every individual will be introduced. One potential rationalization for such measures might be the need to prevent future hostage situations in which the whereabouts of the victim is unknown. Fateful times are here, and we who love Israel would be wise to inform ourselves in order to intercede correctly. He then tackles the tough topic titled, The Vaccine, The Mark of the Beast, and What They Share in Common. He writes, quote, let us start with the most explosive question. What is the difference between the vaccine and the mark of the beast? Just to be clear from the beginning, I do not believe that they are one and the same thing, and that we have already reached the ultimate fulfillment of the prophecy in Revelation 13, 16 through 18. However, the coercive nature of the vaccination campaign and the fact that it involved the human body indicate that we have begun general rehearsals for the mark. According to popular opinion, a saved believer will not face the requirement to receive the mark because that event will come only after the rapture, which is to occur before the tribulation. This is not the forum to conclusively resolve this debate. That's okay, I'll do that later, <laughs> surrounding the timing of the rapture. But for the sake of discussion, let us assume that the rapture will take place prior to the seven years. I like the way he handles this. Quoting, if our arguments stand the test of the rapture occurring before the great tribulation, the pre-trip position, then they are all the more relevant in any other scenario. The COVID-19 crisis laid the groundwork for the implantation of advanced technology in the human body, even if the move has yet to be completed. 
In my observation, the goal of the various governments seems to be the installation of a smart system that will enable comprehensive surveillance observability within the human body itself, supposedly to maintain public order and to streamline the economy during the transition from cash to the digital currency. In the spring of 2020, our Prime Minister even suggested the implantation of computer chips in order to enforce social distancing. He later retracted it, ostensibly, but his Freudian slip gave us a glimpse into the future. Symptoms, symptoms well that too, <laughs> systems of this type will potentially operate on the basis of blockchain technology. We've talked about that the use of which will eliminate any possibility that a person could avoid being tracked. The guru of world leaders, Israeli historian and author Yuval Noah Harari, brazenly asserts that we must get used to the idea that hu humans are no longer mysterious souls, but rather hackable animals. According to Harari, the COVID-19 crisis is the moment when surveillance goes under the skin. A development that he claims will not only eliminate freedom of choice, but also privacy, even in the realm of emotions. How you feel, what you think, how you behave. In an interview with Yannick Levy on Channel 12, Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, I've quoted him many times, said, quote, what I think that we are very, very interested in doing is working together in both the areas of biology and the areas of artificial intelligence. And listen, Israel has a perfect combination. It turns out that the people of Israel were chosen on purpose and not randomly. The plan was certainly not limited to health, and it is doubtful that health was its goal at all. At the G20 conference of 2022, they sought to establish a global green card digital COVID-19 certificate, including genomic tracking. I quoted, this is not, I'm not quoting him. I quoted a censored, deleted, scrubbed interview between Benjamin Netanyahu and Jordan Peterson, where Netanyahu gleefully boasts that he sold the DNA of Israel, the people of Israel, the Jewish people, to Pfizer. Genomic tracking ostensibly to enable the control of movement during an epidemic. In fact, the goal is a mechanism to be used in a social credit score regime, as is found in China. These are but a few examples of the promotion of invasive surveillance in the name of health. There is a reason to expect the ultimate fulfillment of these steps in the tribulation itself. The words of Harari and Borla represent the leaders of the world. Their goal is transhumanism, 
the attempt to enhance the human race genetically and ultimately to merge it with technology. It is possible that these people are continuing in the footsteps of the demonic forces. We talked about this last week, Genesis 6. I like how he words this, who sought to play with the settings of the human race in the period before the flood, Genesis 6, 1 through 4. The threat of such malicious plots should be obvious to anyone who loves humanity, and even more so to anyone who is exercising just basic spiritual discernment. This is not a single red light blinking here. This is a whole dashboard of flashing red lights. No longer are we discussing technologies like credit cards that are external to the human body. Inserting genetic material into the body is an unprecedented crossing of a red line, as is imprinting an electronic patch or mark on the skin, especially when they are accepted under duress. Although the vaccine is not the mark of the beast, it heralds its coming more than any other event so far. And I like how you worded this too. The distance between them is short. The technology required to enable, activate the mark of the beast is already here, along with the desire to utilize it. That's the perfect storm. In uh, investigations, you've got the, the means and the motive. When you marry the means and the motive, that's all you need. They've got both. The means, tech technologically, biologically, and the motivation to do it. And they're not going to utilize it. Still quoting, this is a template and an action plan that will be employed by the forces of darkness in the future. If so, why did many in the body of Messiah here in Israel not only ignore the importance of this event or deny it, but also attack believers who dared to warn about its significance. Part of our job is to explain the essence of the general rehearsals for the seven years, including the nature of the lies being spread. No setting of dates is intended here, but the prospect that we are standing on the brink of the abyss should arouse within us a desire to tell others about the hope we have despite the encroaching darkness. If the mark of the beast is indeed relevant, then what has caused the spiritual blindness of many amongst us? Borla's words reveal that the choice of Israel was not accidental, and it is possible that it was part of the devil's plot to make an end of us. This plot has existed since ancient times, but this time it was deceptively disguised as concern for our health. The great and unimaginable tragedy yet to come in the seven years stems from the fact that the people chosen by God will be enslaved by the man of evil and his lies. And he quotes 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. Chapter 2, by the way, 2 2 Thessalonians. He goes on and concludes, in this interim period, the situation may deteriorate further. 
The enemy will try to mobilize the many abilities and talents of this nation, speaking of Israel, to make it a spearhead of his kingdom. I think he's already done that. Have we considered the possibility that he might be somewhat successful in this current interim period? We saw how Israel was at the forefront of the harshest restrictions at the beginning. But how many have paid attention to the technologies developed in Israel, which will be used in the surveillance system for all humans in the future? Let that sink in. The technological advances, biotechnology, the irony, Israel created it, and now Israel, as God's chosen people, will be enslaved by it, the very thing that they created. Was this COVID-19 event in Israel an aberration, or rather part of the process? If it's the latter, those who fail to perceive where the winds are blowing may soon experience severe spiritual turbulence and confusion. Our lives ought to be characterized by a living hope, thanks to Jesus, and by optimism regarding Israel's future. And then he says this, lastly, this is so well said and written. We nonetheless must treat Israel's current spiritual reality as it is, and not as we would like it to be. And that's a mic drop right there. Okay, I'm going to end the way we began and simply say, that the answer to why judgment is coming is by way of changing the human DNA as it was in Noah's day. Further, the answer to how judgment is coming is by way of the satanic biotechnology masked, I use that word deliberately, by a soon coming biodigital vaccination so-called in its tribulation form. Now, why is this so urgent? Because all of this is already now in place, just waiting for the green light to go. And when it does, we go. There's only one question that remains. And the question is this, will you be a we who goes, or a they who does not? Because while they're saying peace and security, sudden destruction comes upon them as a woman in labor, and they will not escape. We will, in what's been called the great escape, the rapture of the church. We be a we, because we who are alive and remain will escape, will be caught up to meet the sudden destruction comes down, we go up. Them, we. Are you a we? <laughs> you can tell people, yeah. <laughs> hey, what was the prophecy update about? Just say, be a we. That's all. Like you just sum it up. Be a we. Well, I don't know if I'm a we. Well, let's take care of that right here and right now by way of the gospel, the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. And 
the ABCs of salvation, just a childlike explanation of how to be saved. So you can be a we with us when we go. So you can go with us. I mean, let's take as many people with us as we possibly can when that trumpet sounds. What do you think? What's the A? The A is just simply for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner, because unless and until you do, you're not going to really be interested in a Savior. If you think you're a good person, and that if you're good enough, you'll go to heaven. Well, Romans 3.10 puts the kibosh on that. I said that one time to my son. He says, what's a kibosh? I said, forget it. Just forget it. Jesus is coming. When you don't know what kibosh is, Jesus is coming. There's no one good. No one is righteous, not even one. You might be a good person, but you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all, every single one of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again, Jesus said, to enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, how, how do I get born again? <laughs> ask Nicodemus. No, don't ask him. We actually have him asking that question. Um, it's a spiritual rebirth. Uh, how am I to get born again? Well, you accept the Holy Spirit indwelling in you when you accept the gift of eternal life that Jesus Christ paid for you and purchased for you on the cross. Because see, you were sentenced to death, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when you accept the gift, you don't pay for it. You can't. He already did. You accept it, the gift that He paid for, then you're saved. And then He has the Holy Spirit come and indwell you and seal you for the day of redemption. It's that simple. And that's really the belief, the belief, yeah, the B. We're almost done. Take heart. Just be encouraged. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C lastly is for call or confess with your mouth. As Romans 10, 9 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will, will be saved. It's childlike simple. Romans 10, 13 says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's how you're born again. You call upon Him, believe in Him, put your trust in Him. And when you do, He gives you this gift for the receiving of eternal life and gives you the Holy Spirit for the rest of your life. And by the way, when, you, when you're saved, your eternal life begins. Did you realize that? I mean, for the believer, our eternal life started the day that we called upon the name of the Lord and believed in Him in our hearts. Our eternal life started. 
at that, at that point. So actually, my eternal life started 42 years ago. <laughs> it shows, doesn't it? Okay. All kidding aside, I implore you today. Today's the day of salvation. If you've never called upon Him, believed in Him, I, I don't know how else to say this, except to say, why would you delay the most important decision of your life for eternal life? Today's the day. Don't delay. All right, we're done. Today's but God testimony. I should say we're almost done. (laughs) Okay. This comes from Tom Wilkes, who writes, Sorry, Pastor JD, but another email from a retired English physicist. You were so kind to read my previous email, which I did. I cannot believe that it was nearly a whole year ago. Neither can I. Anyway, after your discussion into blockchain this week and disinformation last week, I felt the Lord laid it on me to expand on my experiences of both. As I said earlier, I knew that the whole pandemic was a lie, and I did not participate in any of the hand sanitizing, mask wearing, testing, and jabbing. What really brought it home to me was an academic paper which I found published by my peers in the UK's Open University entitled COVID-19 Antibody Test Vaccination Certification. This was my first early introduction into the concept of blockchain technology. The paper was published in June 2020, barely months into the first lockdown. From my personal experience, I know that it takes many weeks to write peer review papers and publish academic documents. So they knew what was coming ahead of time. Fancy that. It had to be way before the so-called vaccine was on the scene. Things that make you go, hmm, this guy's been listening to me way too long. This was a major red flag to me, which I then started to investigate, especially the mathematics behind the modeling and the PCR test, which only amplifies genetic material and is not a diagnostic tool by their own admission. Furthermore, regarding disinformation. I worked in British military intelligence during the Cold War, specializing in the Russian language. Suffice it to say, I learned a lot about modern languages. Disinformation is a Russian word coined by Stalin, I believe, more commonly termed as Maskarovka. Mask, how appropriate. Maskarovka deception psychological warfare, psychological operations, psyops, and somewhat ironically, the mantra of honesty, integrity, and reliability, honor among thieves, comes to mind. Whilst I'm ashamed of my contribution to many events in the past, which I now know to be deceptive in origin, I gained sufficient experience to be able to witness the truth to colleagues, often being ridiculed by them. My parting comment on Facebook, which I left over two years ago, congratulations, was to my former colleagues in British intelligence, MI5 and GCHQ, you will be judged one day for your compliance with this new world order. Wow, what a way to go. (laughs) I mean, just, I like this guy. 
Finally, thank you for being my pastor, speaking the truth. Sadly, my previous pastor, where I said we had found a good church, turned out to be a fence setter, trying to appease both sides of the argument. This has since torn said church apart as he failed to call out the lies. He actually turned it back on me saying that I had a wasted life and was full of hot air. Are you kidding? This guy's a, from the sounds of it, British intelligence, proficient in the Russian language, in the intelligence, a physicist. (laughs) I tell you, it's pastors like that that give pastors a bad name. I'm sorry, I just had to vent that and get that off of my, full of hot air. You're full of hot air. Okay, I don't feel any better, but it was worth a shot. I'm almost done. Second service can just come in when they get here. (laughs) You were so right last Sunday. But God, now please, this is, this is so amazing. As I retired early from my previously challenging and rewarding yet wrong career, God moved me into a humble job as a school taxi driver. Here's a physicist intelligence community, and he's driving a taxi for kids. He says, I have had the absolute privilege to witness the gospel to several of my students. So thank you so much for making the gospel delivery so wonderfully simple as it is. May the Lord bless you, Kelly, your family, and your whole church family. I am so grateful to the Lord for my immediate family. We have all stood firm together, losing all our extended family and so many former friends over our stand. But we have gained so much more. Until we meet in the sky, sir. Oh, chicken skin. Come on up, Capono. Why don't you stand up? I know what you're thinking, because I can read your minds. Wait, something's coming in right now. You're supposed to be making these shorter. You're making them longer. I know, because we don't have much time, and there will come a time where I will not go long at all, (laughs) because there won't be a prophecy update, because we won't be here. All right. That's as close as I'm going to get to a smooth close. So let's close in prayer and we'll close in song. Father, thank you. Thank you so much, Lord. I know there's a lot of information to go over today and to present, but you've given us such fearfully and wonderfully made minds to be able to comprehend and connect the reality of what we're seeing in the world today with the truth of your word and what you said it would be like in the world at the time of the end. So thank you for that, Lord. Lord, I'm keenly aware that as I close in prayer, there are many in my listening who have not called upon you, believed in you, 
And if that trumpet were to sound, the rapture were to happen, they would not be a we with us and go. So, Lord, would you, as only you can, just get through to that heart, because you know the heart, that they would open up their heart to you. Nothing we can do. It's only the Holy Spirit that leads anyone to you. So Lord, please, would you reach them, that they would surrender to you. And Lord, lastly, <laughs> come quickly, Maranatha, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come find what this world cannot offer. Come and find your joy here complete. We'll taste the living water, never thirst again. Rest here in His wondrous peace. Come and find your hope now in Jesus. He is all He said He'd be. Grace is overflowing from the Savior's fall. Rest here in His wondrous peace. Oh, the goodness, the goodness of Jesus. Satisfied, He is all that I need. May it be God, what name that I rest all my days in the goodness of Jesus. Oh, the goodness. Oh, the goodness, the goodness of Jesus. Satisfied, He is all that I need. May it be God what may, that I rest all my days in the goodness of Jesus. Maybe. May it become what may, that I rest all my days in the goodness of Jesus. Praise the Lord. God be with you this week.